And we're back for episode three of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host, Kyle Bean. And today we're going to be recapping Virginia Tech men's basketball versus UVA. Tech basketball against NC State. And the men's upcoming game with Boston College. So first up, uh, recapping UVA, 57-65 loss on Wednesday. Uh, but the final score looks a lot better than how the game felt watching it. First half was atrocious. Hokies had 10 turnovers, shot 27% from the field, and scored just 18 points. There was a stretch uh, from the 15-minute mark to the 4.30 mark in the first half. So that's 10 and a half minutes where Tech put up only four points. So, you know, really bad half. Um, they still weren't out of it, though, believe it or not, despite shooting so terribly, barely scoring. Uh, Hunter Gator led Tech in the first half with six points. He made two threes in his first game back from his head injury. Another big shocker, um, Lynn Kidd had zero in the first half. He did not take a single shot. Uh, that's just not a recipe for success for the Hokies. So obviously the first half didn't go well. Um, second half went a little bit better, but not great either. Uh, Hokies were still in the game though. Wasn't a bad loss on the scoreboard at least. Um, only eight points, but it just felt horrible watching it. And it doesn't help that this is our rival. I mean, this is with UVA. UVA is a lot more beatable than they have been in recent seasons in basketball. Um, you know, they're not a one seed. They're not a two seed this year in the tournament looking ahead. Uh, so, you know, this was Tech's chance to just get them back. Uh, didn't happen. They'll play them a little bit later in the season. Maybe some things will change. We'll see. Uh, Reese Beekman and Jordan Miner finished with 16 points each. Miner was a bully. He's powerful down low, and he was making sure that Lynn Kidd knew it. He was pushing Kidd around um, on both ends of the floor, offense and defense. One of the reasons that Kidd wasn't really taking any shots was just Miner's presence there. Uh, you know, Miner's an NEC Defensive Player of the Year and a first-team honoree at Merrimack previously. So, you know, fantastic player, and he's really found his step in the UVA offense and defense uh, over the last few weeks. Had a tough time um, coming into just coming into the team, um, but you know he's been great recently, and he played fantastic against us. Uh, Miner and Buchanan combined for 24 points, uh, so solid game for the guys down low. Beekman had four steals. He's a great defender. He is fantastic at just picking the ball out. Um, and he did it again. Four steals, that's a staggering number. Dante Harris was back after missing 10 games for the Cavaliers. Uh, you know, tough loss for them. And he came back, played limited minutes, 17, had five points, four rebounds, five assists. Um, so pretty good stat line for coming back after 10 games. Um, so having Dante Harris back obviously didn't help Tech at all. But they finished with 15 turnovers that is atrocious you do not win basketball games with 15 turnovers at this level which oddly enough 
they did against NC State, but that's a different story. Uh, yeah, just not a great performance for Tech overall. Those 15 turnovers led to only six points for UVA, surprisingly, so not too, too bad. Uh, Tech allowed 36 points in the paint, eight second chance points. And then one of the biggest stories of the game was just where's the help? Uh, Padula was great. Couture had a decent scoring outing. Uh, but Lynn Kidd finished with two points. He only took three shots. Nickel had eight. And Barron had ten. Uh, you know, Padula and Couture are great first and second options, but you need that third guy to step up and carry some of the scoring load, especially when you're going to turn the ball over 15 times. You cannot score 18 points in the half and expect to win a game, especially a rivalry game. Overall, Hoagie shot 39% from the field, 37% from three points. So not, not bad from three, but pretty bad from the floor. Uh, UVA continues their longest active home winning streak at 20 games. This is the longest in the country currently. And just lost for the Hokies, an unfortunate one against a rival, but that's just the way it goes. Then on to NC State, an 84-78 win on Saturday. This is the first true road win for the Hokies this season. They've won a few games at neutral sites, but none actually on the road like this. Uh, so definitely something to be happy about. It was a very tight back and forth game. 15 lead changes and 7 ties. Uh, again, ugly ugly game with the turnovers 20 total 12 in the first half and then eight in the second half so these turnovers led to 25 points for nc state uh rex steiner and padula just had trouble taking care of the ball it was just one of those games where it was going everywhere for both sides rex steiner had four turnovers padula had seven uh luckily the team forced 18 turnovers for NC State, and Tech scored 22 points off of those, so at least it went both directions, not just a one-sided turnover affair, but still not something you want to see. Tech led 33-32 to at the half. Once again, just a really close, narrow game. And this game, the Hokies did have the answer. They had the depth. They had the help. Couture had 19. Padula had 13 points, 9 assists, and once again, those 7 turnovers. But who'd you have behind him? You had Lynn Kidd with 14 points, 6 rebounds, Nickel with 12, and Barron with 11. That help is just a game changer. When you take a little bit of pressure off Padula and Couture, they can do what they do best, and they don't have to worry about forcing it. They don't have to worry about pushing into areas where... They just don't have a good shot and taking that shot or turning the ball over. It happens a lot less when they have less pressure on them like they did against NC State. The shooting splits looked much better. 53% from the field and 47% from three. Hokies made 23 of 28 free throws at 82%. They just drew the fouls and they made the shots, and that was another game changer. 
NC State also had a ton of free throws. They made quite a few. But that's one thing that looking forward, if Tech can get back to the line and make shots like that, that is a huge bump in where they could go. Big performers for NC State, you had Casey Morsel, 19 points, one block, three steals, nine of 10 from the free throw line. You got DJ Horn, 16 points, three assists, three steals as well. And Jaden Taylor, 15 points and three steals. So after this win, the Hokies got bumped up from number 52 to number 51 in the NCAA net rankings, and they're at number 58 in the Ken Palm. Currently sitting at 11 and 7, 3 and 4 in the ACC. They're 2 and 4 in first quadrant wins. Uh, so those are going to be the best teams in the toughest scenarios. And then they're 7 and 0 in 3 and 4 quadrant games, which are going to be the easiest scenarios with the easiest teams. Looking ahead to Boston College, uh, I feels like every time we play Boston College, I say this, but it's true. No matter what happens, when Virginia Tech plays Boston College, it is a tough game. It is tight. The Hokies are 13-23 and 23 all-time against the Eagles. They're on a five-game losing streak in the all-time series. Uh, the last time Tech beat BC was January 5th, 2019. So just a little over five years ago was the last win. That was a home game for the Hokies. Tech needs to get one back. It has been a long time. Mike Young was not the coach of Virginia Tech the last time VT beat the Eagles. This needs to happen. It has been far too long in the making. Tech needs a win to keep them in a solid position to potentially make the tournament. Uh, they're kind of one of those teams on the fringe right now. If they finish out with a good record in the ACC, they have a pretty fair shot at making it into the tournament. Right now, they're sitting at 3-4 and four once again. You'd like to see 8, maybe 9 ACC wins to give them a pretty good shot. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. This is definitely a game you would want to win, especially when you've got ACC teams like UNC and Duke on the schedule coming up. Uh, you know, those are games where you're probably going to lose, so you need to beat the Boston Colleges while you have the chance. Boston College, they are 11-7 and 2-5 and and in the ACC, number 91 in Ken Palm, and 88 in the NCAA net. They've won one of their last four games, two of their last six. They are 1-4 in in quadrant one wins and eight and two in quadrants three and four. So they have lost two Q3 games. One of them was to Loyola Chicago and then an overtime loss to NC State. Uh, on the other hand, they did hang in with UNC on Saturday. They only lost by 10 and this is a top team in the country and they're only going up it seems so losing to 10 to UNC is honestly really impressive team stats for BC 
They're averaging three less turnovers per game compared to Tech at 9.4 and the Hokies 12.7. They're averaging one more steal per game, 5.4 compared to... 6.4 compared to Tech's 5.4. And BC has one more block per game. They have 3.9 compared to Tech's 2.7. Individual players that are going to be game changers in this one, you've got Quinton Post. He's a forward center. Uh, one thing, he doesn't take too many threes, but he does make them at a very high percentage. 17 points per game, almost two blocks himself in 7.6 rebounds he is one of bc's stars really solid player um he could be a problem for a kid down low uh quentin post is great um lynn kid has definitely shown that he can be a top guy on tech's team but depending on the matchup he's had some trouble with some of those other powerful big men down low then you've got Claudel Harris Jr. He's a guard, 14.4 points per game, and also a good shooter. You've got Jaden Zachary, another guard, 11.9 points per game, 1.7 steals, and leads the team with just over four assists. And you've got Devin McLaughlin. He's a forward, about 10 points per game. Uh, he's been really good inside for them. He's had some really good, important performances in January. He put up 15 against Wake Forest, 30 versus Georgia Tech, and 15 against Syracuse. So it seems like he's really taken a step up uh, in the new year and could be a problem for Tech. What do the Hokies need to do to win this game? Uh, I think one of the big things is just winning the rebound battle. Um... When Tech wins the boards battle, when they're getting those second-chance shots, they're going to do really well. Uh, of course, give Padula and Kator some help. They cannot be the only guys putting points on the board. That is not how you win a game. It is a team sport. You need a third guy. Usually, it's Kid. Uh, Nicholas had some games where it's him. But you just need someone to pull a good portion of that slack. You can't have five guys combining for seven points regularly. Um, that's just not a recipe for success. And then, of course, take care of the ball. Huge struggle for Tech in the last two games. Um, I think there's a very real shot that they do okay with that this week. Um it's not something they've struggled dramatically with this season, but certainly been a rough one in the last week. Um, so taking care of the ball is going to be a big part of success. And then just putting the game away. With those tough games that we always play with BC, you know, when it's close like that, you've just got to put your foot on the gas and keep it there. You can't give the other team hope. As bad as that sounds, you can't give them hope. You can't let them hang around and think that they've got a shot to win the game. If you don't put the game away, then oftentimes that's when teams come back. If you put it away, they're not going to come back. Um, so just getting that lead and growing it is going to be a huge one. You can't let Boston College just hang there down three, down five, 
uh, because they can take advantage of that. They've done it before. Let's hope they don't do it again. And that's all for episode three of the Blacksburg Buzz. Uh, Come back on Thursday. We'll be talking women's basketball, recapping Clemson, and then previewing Georgia Tech and Syracuse coming up. So make sure you tune in for that. Once again, that is on Thursday. So until then, have a good one and stay safe.